Everybody, welcome to another edition of Wisdom Awakening. I'm your host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. I hope your day is off to a great start today. Before we get into, uh, I do want to make a comment about an important story. And before we get into the word, uh, I announced, I guess, a couple months ago that my son had come down with a bad case of COVID. Uh, and, and many of you prayed for my son. I really appreciate that. I want to renew that request. Please continue to pray for my son. Um, it has been difficult. It's been very difficult. But my ultimate trust is in God, uh, not in hospitals and doctors. Although, don't get me wrong, they have their role to play, and I use them. <laughs> so I'm not anti-medicine, anti-doctor, anti-hospital, or any of that. But our ultimate trust has to be in God. Because you, you realize when you reach the limits of what medical care, know, what, <clears throat> what the medical establishment knows and what they can do, uh, and they're just kind of feeling their way. Uh, and that's, that's been the situation with my son. So please keep him in your prayers. Earl W. Jackson Jr. is my son's name, uh, lives down in Texas. Please be praying for him, and we appreciate that. Uh, we are trusting in God for his complete and total and absolute healing. It has not manifested yet, but we continue to hold fast to our faith that that will be the outcome. So, so please keep him in your prayers because it has been difficult, uh, and I'll leave it at that. I, right now, it remains difficult, okay? There's been no dramatic change. There's been, you know, slight improvements and so it's kind of been an up and down situation. Okay, that having been said, I, I do want to, to just take a moment, talk about this horrible crime that just happened in New York where this woman is walking down the street, pushing her baby carriage, and a guy walks up behind her and puts a bullet in the back of her head, kills her dead on the spot. First of all, our prayers go out to the family of that woman, uh, that, that poor child who's lost it's mother who will be told in years to come that your mother was pushing you down the sidewalk when whoever this madman is, this evil individual is, walked up and put a bullet in the back of her head. Uh, that child will at some point know that story, probably close to, uh, probably in the teen years, or you know, that's not the kind of thing you want to tell a kid too early because they can't process it, they can't understand it. But at some point, that is something that that child will have to live with for the rest of its life. I don't know whether it's a boy or a girl. Um, I know one thing, it is a boy or a girl. It's not, nothing, there's no such thing as anything in between. Forgive the footnote, but just to, because we're being inundated with this garbage. Um, but, but nevertheless, we pray for that family because that family must be devastated right now to have lost that young lady. Um, and to, to have lost that child's mother to senseless violence. Now, the mayor of New York, who I had high hopes for, but uh, to me, he's just as big an idiot as, as all the rest of these leftists. I mean, he's just, just sad. It, it really is sad. And, and, you know, I have to say, one of the major problems in the black community is the, the black community, particularly a lot of these black leaders have completely turned their backs on God. And then they wonder why you don't prosper. They wonder why things don't go well. Because the, the, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. 
you forget God, you're looking for your life to become hellish. And I don't care what you think you've got, power, money, fame, I don't care what you think you've got, there's only one way for your life to go when you reject God, and that's into a hellish condition. And I'll stand on that. You can point to somebody and say, well, look at him. He doesn't believe in God. Look how well he's doing. Do you remember David said, I've seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a green bay tree. But then I looked for him and behold, he was not. I sought him and he could not be found. That's the ultimate outcome for the wicked. That's the ultimate outcome for people who reject God. And the black community that was once steeped in Christian ideals and thoughts and principles and truth, much of its leadership now has completely turned their back on God. They are in rank rebellion against God. Kill all the babies you want. Gender is a, is a construct. We, can, we, we, don't, we don't need that. Full of hatred and venom. Look at Maxine Waters. Maxine Waters is demonic. But she really represents much of the leadership in the black community today, or at least the people that the mainstream media pays attention to. Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, Louis Farrakhan, Maxine Waters. Uh, we've got, we've got a state senator over here, Louise Lucas. She owns a marijuana store. I mean, people are just as demonic as they can be. And if the black community follows them, Jesus said, the blind lead the blind. They'll both fall into the ditch. And that's exactly what they're, where they're leading people, into a deep ditch. At any rate, Mayor Adams immediately comes out, says, we have a national problem with guns. Do you know most guns in this country, and we have 339 million guns in this country, as best we can determine, 339 million. We've got 330 million people in the country. So we got 9 million more guns than we do people in the population, which with many people owning more than one firearm, people like me, for example, I own many more than one firearm. I'm a gun enthusiast. Most of those guns are owned by law-abiding citizens, and those guns have never been involved in a crime. Why is that? If the gun's the problem, why aren't my guns getting up and going out and killing people? Because the gun's not the problem. Because it's easy to demagogue that issue. It's easy to, to be a leftist hero and rail against the Second Amendment and rail against, you know. But it's hard to talk about the breakdown of family, the fact that many of these guys who are committing these crimes, this apparently was a guy, as best we can determine, grew up without a father, angry, bitter, abandoned, uh, raised by the streets, raised by gangs, raised to be the equivalent of a barbarian, just, just, just steal and kill and, and, and deal drugs and and just, just, just wreak havoc in the community. And by the way, do it with all this, we're black brothers and sisters, and they're mainly killing black people. These black folks are mainly killing black people. See, it's hard to grapple with that. That's not popular to say, well, wait, 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 wait. I thought the problem was the police. But all these black people are dying at the hands of other black folks. How is that? If the problem is the police, and there's a problem with recruiting police, there's a problem with keeping police now, because who, who wants that job? How's that working out for us? Horribly. Dismantle the police, defund the police. 
I forget what the jurisdiction was, but some stupid jurisdiction out in California just, they just uh, cut the budget of the sheriff and hired what they call, uh, they gave them some highfalutin name, but we're reimagining policing. Yeah, you're gonna reimagine a bunch of people getting killed is what you're gonna do. That's exactly what you're gonna do. Because criminals don't care. They don't care about, about your little leftist Marxist ideas. They're predators, that's what they do. And the, and, and the easier it is to prey on people, the more they're going to do it. You are incentivizing it because they know people will not be in a position to defend themselves and they won't have police to defend them either. So it's open season. And that's what in part leads to the boldness and the brazenness of these crimes. This is broad daylight. With a woman walking down the street, pushing a baby carriage. And a guy walks up behind her and blows her brains out. And he, they don't know who he is. He's walked away scot-free. So far. Now, maybe they'll find him. They say that they think that the surveillance cameras in the city of New York will ultimately capture a picture of him and that his identity will be discovered. But right now, cold-blooded murder. He's out walking free to kill somebody else. They got a revolving door system because after all, the criminal justice system is racist and they basically are turning these people out to go kill, rob, rape, plunder again and again and again. See, but those are hard issues to address because if you're a leftist, the people who you're depending upon for support don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear, we got to lock up the people who are committing the crimes. They belong in jail, and that's where we're going to put them. They don't want to hear that. They want to hear social justice. We're locking up too many black folks. Well, too many black folks are committing murder. How about that? Well, it's a fact. It may not be popular to say, but it's a fact. And I don't think it's because of any racial genetic predisposition. I think it's the fact that the left has engineered the breakdown of the black family. You got kids who are raising themselves and they don't know anything but the non-ethic of the street, which is kill or be killed. And if you don't like something, you feel you've been dissed, you feel somebody's mistreated, you kill them, period. And the likelihood is you won't even be caught. You can get away with it. And even if you're caught, you're not going to do much time. They'll plead it down, you do a few years, you're, you're out. But see, those are the issues that need to be addressed. Because a gun is an inanimate object. It can't do anything to anybody. Would it have been different if he had walked up behind her and slit her throat or stabbed her in the back? Would that have been different? Or if he walked up behind her and hit her with a sledgehammer? Would, would, would uh, Mayor Eric Adams feel better? Or would he then go on a, a sledgehammer crusade or a knife crusade? We got to get knives out of the hands of people. What are you going to do now? Go into everybody's kitchen? I mean, see, this, this is how preposterous this stuff is. My organization is right now making plans to address the critical issues that we believe are wreaking havoc 
in these inner cities. In fact, go to our website, standamerica.us, and it, it, just take, a, take some time. Take 15 minutes. It'll take you 15 minutes to do it. And read The Awakening Project. You'll see it there. It's got a picture of some youths on, on a police car. You can tell it's kind of a riot. Read that entire uh, project. I, I don't have the funding yet to do it. But, but it's my vision for what needs to happen. I call it a comprehensive plan for the inner city. A comprehensive plan. And it deals with the, the, the acronym CREATE. Cultural Renewal. CR, cultural renewal, economic or entrepreneurial ship, awakening, and technical education. You get cultural renewal, you get educational excellence and opportunity, including technical education, and you get... Um, entrepreneurial awakening where people begin to understand the nature of our economy, starting businesses. You get that, those three things happening. Cultural renewal, by the way, does include strengthening the family and rebuilding families. You get those things done. And folks, in 20 years, inner cities would be oases of, of peace and prosperity and upward mobility, 20 years. But you see, all we want to do is complain about guns and social justice and everything is racist and, and, and the one group of people who can help keep you safe, the police, oh, they're a bunch of racists, you don't need them. Yeah, well, that's what Black Lives Matter told us and 2,504 more black people were murdered in 2020 than 2019. And we're up to two. 185 murdered children since that time. It's not the gun. It's the heart of the individuals who are so full of evil and venom and hatred that they are willing to cold-bloodedly and, and boldly and brazenly in, in, in full daylight take the life, the life of another human being. That's what we've got to grapple with. The, 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 the family breakdown, the lack of educational opportunity, the lack of entrepreneurial awakening and awareness uh, and interest, the, the cultural breakdown of cultural norms, of, of, of moral and cultural norms that affirm life, that's the problem. I mean, you can't get anybody to talk about the fact that 20, that 36% of the aborted babies are black babies. You can't even, the mainstream media doesn't want to touch that. Margaret Sanger was a racist. They, they, these so-called civil rights leaders, they get too much money from Planned Parenthood to go there. See, Planned Parenthood probably gave money to Eric Adams. Certainly giving money to Raphael Warnock down in Georgia so that he will put his imprimatur on their killing of black babies. Well, I'm not speaking out of turn, folks. Margaret Sanger recruited some black ministers under what, what she called the Negro Project to help her sell black genocide to the black community. And that's exactly what it's been over the last 50 years of genocide. 
26 million, 28, I think it's 28 million black babies murdered. That's why they put these, these abortuaries, these, these, these killing factories, they put them in or near black and other minority communities because they feel like those are, those are great places for them to recruit women and convince them that killing their baby is the answer to their problem. When you have a culture of death like that, and then you, in effect, reward the people who go out and commit crimes and murder and tell them that they're really victims and you let them out of jail, you're sowing the wind. You're going to reap the whirlwind. And then you have these guys being raised without fathers, without authority figures that they can look up to that are strong to tell them, no, son, this, this is the way it's going to be. And, and it'll be, this is the way it's going to be, period, like my father did for me. Without, without any of that, I mean, you, it's, you, you've created a ticking time bomb, and the bomb is exploding all over the place. But they, people want to focus on the gun, the gun, the gun, the gun is the problem. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, just, that's just crazy. That, that's, just, that's just like saying when a drunk driver goes out and, and, and causes injury driving under the influence. The car, the car is the problem. The car is the problem. We got to get those cars out. Of course, you got to persuade people and punish people who don't, who won't be persuaded that you can't get behind the, the wheel of a car under the influence of alcohol. We don't start railing about the car, the car, the car, the car is a problem, the car, we gotta get some, what are we gonna do about these cars? It's the same logic, let's face it. All right, let's, let's get to the word. Hey, um, Monday's July 4th. Uh, I will be with you tomorrow live. We're gonna talk a little bit about this nation and, and bring up some issues there. It's also First Amendment Friday, so don't forget, folks, I will take your questions if you have any. You'll email me at ewjackson at ewjackson.com, and I'll be happy to take questions live on the air with you tomorrow. But right now, let's get back into the Word. Let's get to First Timothy chapter 2, okay? We finished up chapter 1. Let's get to chapter 2. Therefore, I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Wow, this is a powerful verse. It, it's, so, it's so in keeping with what I just talked about. And supplication is... is Supplication is really intense prayer of request. See, prayer to God doesn't only involve request. Prayer involves petition, that's request, but it also involves praise and worship and meditation. In other words, all interaction with God is prayer. We think of prayer only as petition, but petition is just one aspect of prayer. The word used for prayer here in the Greek is the word prosuke, and that, that is the, the suke is the word that is translated soul, and really it's a word that means pouring out your soul to God. That's really what it means, pouring out your soul to God. Supplication is request. There's another word for prayer in the Bible, aiteo, I, uh, I, I believe it is, Greek word, 
that means asking. This, this word here means pouring out your soul to God. So I, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Now, this is a very famous uh, verse of scripture, and it is why we as Christians, we, I, don't, I don't agree with Joe Biden. I think Joe Biden is a crook. I don't believe that Joe Biden should be president of the United States. I don't believe that he was elected legitimately. I believe a, a cheating went on. Um, even if you just, the suppression of the Hunter Biden story, polls show that that could have been enough to swing enough votes to make President Trump president. So even beyond, beyond the, the, the explicit voter fraud stuff that might have gone on. And then we know that because of COVID, rules were broken, laws were broken, things were done that were never authorized to be done. Drop boxes weren't, weren't authorized by any state statute. Those things couldn't be monitored. They couldn't be watched. They couldn't be secured, and yet they were used all over cities and places in order to collect ballots because of COVID. I mean, this, none of this stuff was illegal. So the shenanigans that were pulled, I don't, so I don't, I don't believe that Joe Biden was, was legitimately elected president. Even if he were legitimately elected, I still don't agree with him as president. Uh, I don't like him as a person. I think that he is a he is a a demagogue and a a race baiter. If you don't vote for me, you ain't black. They're gonna put you all back in chains. I mean, this, this is nothing but rank racial demagoguery. So, needless to say, I do not like Joe Biden. I do not want him to be president, but he is. He is president. I pray for him. I do. I do. Father, please change Joe Biden's heart. Give him your heart. Help him to see with wisdom the way to lead this country properly. And Lord, lead us out of the mess that we're in. And if he won't listen to you, Lord, then help us to vote him out of office and put somebody in office who is going to love this country, love our people, and lead us in the way that you would have us be led. You said when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice, but when the wicked bear rule, the people mourn. And right now, President Joe Biden is wicked. The Lord, turn his heart toward righteousness or move him out of the way so that a righteous person can be put in office in Jesus' name. I pray for Joe Biden. I don't agree with him, but I pray for him because it says for kings and all who are in authority, and he's an authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Now, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. In other words, you're praying for purpose. What is the purpose? That we as Christians can live in peace. And right now we can't live in peace. We're assaulted on every side. You see the threats because we stand against the killing of an unborn baby, threats against us and all kinds of vilification um, you stand against homosexuality and transgenderism and same-sex marriage and all that, and they want to kill you for it. 
uh, and, our, and your own government wants to persecute you and, and, and tell you you're committing a hate crime if you won't bake a, a, a so-called gay wedding cake, which is not, it's not nothing happy or joyful about it. It's a perversion. So you won't, you won't bake a perversion, a cake to celebrate perversion. They want to take away your business. They want to get you fired from your job because you won't go along with, with so-called Gay Pride Month. They ought to call it dementia, Demented Pride Month because this stuff is demented. Or Depravity Pride Month. Degeneracy Pride Month. I'd say it's sad. It's really, really sad. People in authority pushing this stuff and there's nothing in the Constitution that, that, that authorizes this, but the Constitution explicitly states that we have freedom of religion, and yet they want to debunk that and deny that in order to push their perversion agenda. We got to pray for them. But I want to point this out to you. When that word, when that verse, when these verses, when this book was written, there, was no demo there were no democracies. Rome, in spite of Rome's, there was a, a, a short period of time where Rome kind of operated like a, a republic and, and freedom actually meant something in Rome, but that was fairly short-lived. And most of the time of the Roman Empire, it was a dictatorship. It was governed by the emperor. And, and for the last, what, 100 plus years, most of the emperors got dealt with not by vote, but by but by assassination. Nobody was living under a true democracy, a true republic with true freedom. So during that time, God tells us that we ought to use supplication, prayer, intercession, giving of thanks for all men, for kings. See, that's how the world was governed. And all who are in authority, None of those people in authority were chosen by the people for the most part. There might have been small villages or something where somebody, where people agreed by consensus, this person will be our chief or whatever, but that, that, that was rare. People usually came to power and authority at the point of the sword. But now we're living in America, we're living in a constitutional republic where we get to actually choose the leadership that governs us. And our, our, our understanding of government is that the people we choose serve us. They don't rule us. They serve us under the limitations of the Constitution of the United States, which is written to secure our liberty, not their power. So that means now we got to do more than pray because we've got more latitude to impact who those people are that are serving us, who are in authority. So you can't just pray now. I don't just pray for Joe Biden. I'm going to be working to make sure that anybody who supports him does not get elected in November. And I'm going to be working to make sure that he does not become president in 2024. I'm going to pray for him, but I'm also going to pray against him and everything he's doing. And I'm going to work against him and everything he's doing because I live in freedom and I have the ability to do that. The people who first read those words didn't have the ability to do that. Whoever was their king, whoever was their overlord, 
That was just the way it was. All they could do was pray for them. Now, yes, we can pray for them and we still should. The scripture tells us to, but we can also do more. It says, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. See, this is the problem with Joe Biden. This is the problem with Kamala Harris. This is the problem with many people in our legislature. They're not saved. He desires all men to be saved. They're not saved. They don't know God. I've said that. This guy, Raphael Warnock's a pastor. He doesn't know God. Give me a break. Barack Obama claimed to be a Christian. Barack Obama doesn't know God. Neither does Michelle. They don't know the Lord. They're just kind of cultural Christians, and I think that was primarily political for him. I think he'd have just as soon called himself a Muslim if he thought he could get away with it. I, I, you know, people say he's a Muslim. I don't think he's a Muslim either. I don't think he's anything. I think he's, I think his God is, I think Obama's God is Obama. I really do. I mean, I think that's his true God himself. But I desire that he be saved. And that Joe Biden be saved, and that Michelle be saved, and that Joe be saved, that all these people be saved. But folks, the Democrat Party particularly, and I look, and I'm not saying all Republicans are saved, and you know better than that, and I know better than that. <laughs> I've met too many of them. That's why I say that no, no political party is the answer. Jesus is the answer. But the Democrat Party has just given itself wholly over to idolatry. It has become the godless party. You see Nancy Pelosi yesterday, I think she was at the Vatican. She was interacting with Pope Francis and her own bishop has now denied her communion and he's serving it to her because he's an apostate too. Yeah, this, this, this Pope is not a true Pope. This Pope is not a man of God. He's not, this is not a John Paul. This, this man, he's, he's another one. I don't believe he knows God. I don't believe he knows God at all. I think if he had his way, if he thought that the church wouldn't rebel completely against him. I think he'd support abortion, same-sex marriage. I think the whole thing, because he's the straight-up leftist. He's a liberation theologian. So she can get up under him and kind of get, get the nod because she's, she's an apostate just like he is. She's not, not really a Catholic, but he doesn't care because politically she's palatable to him. But Nancy Pelosi needs to be saved. The Pope needs to be saved. Yeah, I said it because I mean it. Says that to come to the knowledge of the truth. And folks, I'm going to end on that. But to come to the knowledge of the truth. That word knowledge doesn't mean just a head knowledge. It's a heart knowledge. See, look. Let me say this. And this, this will knock some folks' socks off. Bill Maher would just, he would just, he, he would take off like a rocket. I don't simply believe that there is a God. I know it. I know it. It's the truth and I know it. You know, true Christians get to a point where uh, when you come to God, you really have an experience with God. You don't just believe in God, you know God. You know that God is real. I don't just believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins and rose. I know it. 
I know that he died on the cross for my sins. I know that he rose the third day and I know that he's alive forevermore. And I know that he's coming back and I know that he's my savior. I know that he's my Lord. I know that he loves me. I know that he's looking out for me. I know that he's taking care of me. And I just, that, that's, that kind of stuff is just beyond. It's not just a matter of believing. I know it. I've come to the knowledge of the truth. And that's where every Christian is supposed to be. God desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. The knowing of the truth. Doesn't say that all men come to believe the truth, that all men come to know the truth. Because Jesus didn't say if you believe the truth. He said if you know the truth, the truth will make you free. You got to know it. And that's what we need leading us in government, serving us in government. People who know that they know that they know that they know. They know the truth. I've heard people say they believe in Jesus and then later on say they don't. <laughs> See, I know Jesus. I can't unknow him. Are you all listening to me? <laughs> I can't, can't unknow him. Glory to God. Any more than I, I listen. I can't unknow my children. I've met him. Was you saying you met him face to face physically? No, I'm not saying that. But I tell you what, he is as real and in, in some ways more real to me than anybody I've met in the flesh. You know, there's an old song that says, there are some things I may not know. There are some places I can't go. But of this one thing, I am sure that God is real, for I can feel him in my soul. Yes, God is real. He's real in my soul. Yes, God is real, for he has washed and made me whole. His love for me is like pure gold. Yes, God is real, for I can feel him in my soul. I said yesterday, on the heavy anointing on the program yesterday, I prophesied over people. And that, that same, I say, I, that's, I feel that same anointing every day. But when I start talking about him, there is, there is a power that comes over me or maybe I should say emanates out of me because God is not just with us. He's in us. He doesn't just come upon us. He indwells us. So my brothers and sisters, we got to pray for people because this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, particularly our leaders who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. God bless each and every one of you. I love you. Pray for me. Thank you for praying for my son. I appreciate that very much. I'll be with you again today at 1 p.m. on American Family Radio. In the meantime, remember, we cannot be defeated if we will not quit because we are on God's side.